This is a podcast of two type A girls working hard to untangle the BS stories and expectations related to this illusion of perfection. Life is hard enough without adding pressure to be more, do more, be the best. It's an ever moving target. And so, in an attempt to inch closer to our authentic selves, the vulnerable, messy, and uniquely beautiful, we have decided to push back. Bit by bit, we are untangling society's demands of us, sinking in to our own intuition. If something makes us feel more alive, we're doing more of that. If something drains us, we're gonna practice removing ourselves. This is a journey we hope you'll join us on. Together, we will explore insights, tips, and tricks, all in an attempt to help you uncover your truest, most authentic self. All right, this is gonna be a little weird because we are literally recording this in the middle of the day, which never happens. I know, I actually thought happens. that. I was like, look at me with makeup on and an actual, like, sweater. I'm not used I, to that. Yeah, and then <laughs> I got home early from work and just went right to, like, grubby sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Um, and the reason we're both home early is because it is the Thursday before Christmas. So for me, this is kicking off 17 days off for Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. Um, I know Maddie's going to have a couple days off for Christmas. So we're kind of checked out yes, of some are. of our re- real life stuff, I guess you would say. Um, I was telling Maddie, I'm feeling very unfocused and it's going to kind of definitely play into today's episode, but, um, tomorrow we're about to go on a long, long car ride back to the Midwest. It's about 15 hours total, but tomorrow we'll do a 10 hour chunk. So that's a big chunk. It it's is a like big chunk. No, we like doing the long on the first day because then the second day goes quick. But Where will you end up after 10 hours? St. Louis. Or like nine, nine and a half. So we'll be in St. Louis, but that means I definitely need to finish packing. It's like all the Christmas presents and for... As if packing isn't enough on its own. Correct. Just your clothes. Correct. And then all the activities and snacks in the car and presence and we're making four different stops while we're in the Midwest. So um it's a lot. So I'm just feeling very unfocused. So is a part of your seventeen, nineteen, seventeen days going to be like you just back at home recouping or no? Yes. Okay, it's thank the God. best part of this <laughs> is this year our Christmas break has started later. So today's the twenty something second. One. Twenty first. Twenty first. Um, And we usually get out like the 17th or something. And so that means that on the back end, we have extra days, which is awesome. So we're actually getting home the night of the 1st, and we don't go back to work till the 8th. So that's going to be needed after such a long trip. It's going to be needed. So it's going to be awesome. We're going to see a whole bunch of people. Super excited about that. But also looking forward to the recouping, relaxing, actual break on a break for the second half. So. Right. Best of both worlds, but excuse me if I'm um, distracted. I'm that feeling is the same why. way, and I have no excuse other than that. I'm just mentally checked out for the holiday. Amen. I feel like most people probably are, and y'all are going to be hearing this maybe a month after the holiday, so <laughs> hopefully we're not, we're not still checked out a month after the holiday, but holidays take a lot out of us, so... um. 
we did allude to this potentially could tie in perhaps to today's topic. And it's a question that I get asked fairly often. And so just kind of wanted to delve in, debunk a little, but then also give some actual (laughs) kind of maybe tips, tools, things that I keep in mind. Um, The question being, how do you do it all? And when, for me, so I think we can start here. We can talk about each of us and not to brag or just make a list of a thousand things. But um, I think for me, when I'm asked that, just to recap, because if you've all been listening, but have two kids, I'm married, have a dog, work a full-time job in like a leadership position. Um, We have this podcast. I work out and do like different self-care things every day, social things. Um, My daughter is in competitive dance and Grayson, two parts of the year, is in football. Um, So we're just busy with their activities and birthday parties and all those things. And then (laughs) then I recently started working... (laughs) A part-time contract kind of role where I am doing ABA as a BCBA. So doing that behavior therapy for children of first responders. And I'm going to be doing that um, one to two days a week. So I've added that on the plate. So (laughs) when people ask me how do I do it all, those are the all that they're talking about. Yeah, and I'm like, I am that person asking you, how do you do it all? Because whenever (laughs) I hear parents talking about, like, getting their kids here and there and the parties and all of that, I'm like, it stresses me out just thinking about it. So, can't imagine. On my end, I am a part-time student, full-time job, podcast, um, and then a little bit of entrepreneurship with my intuitive eating, health coaching things. Um working out, things like that. All right. So both have more than one or two things on our plate. So this is a topic that I think when both of us were like, maybe we should dive into this because, again, I found when I was brain dumping or thinking about this, it did truly tie to a lot of other episodes. Same. Um, And then, so bringing it back to that, but then also – perhaps debunking it a little bit in the sense that I came back to part of our intro and (laughs) the quote of our intro that was coming up for me was like the illusion of perfection. Yes. So it might seem (laughs) like have it all together. And I think that's probably common, right? Like we see people on social media or we see I look at other friends or other people that I'm around and think, well, they really got their shit together. Why can't I do X, Y, Z? Or why can't I whatever? And um, so for me, it really tied into Instagram or social media being a highlight reel, right? No one, or not as many people are posting like some of the nitty gritty, I'm yelling at my kids and grumpy and all you know those pieces of me 
And so just, yeah, that's kind of jaded. Like the portrayal is not always the reality. And so oftentimes it is an illusion of this picture perfect. And that's not necessarily what's going on behind closed doors. Um, But like I said, there are things that do help and yeah, lead to some of that fulfillment or adding another thing on the list. When you first text this topic, at first I was like, oh, hell no, because I was exactly that. I was like, I do not do it all. But then when I read deeper in your text, I was like, okay, I think we can handle this because it, to me, felt more of like a debunking that myth of anyone being able to do it all. Um, But I did at the very end be like, okay, I do have some tips or different systems that help me do more than maybe like a typical person takes on so Mm -hmm. we can dig into that maybe a bit later okay in all of this okay so maybe we should just paint a picture of like the not perfect right like feed into this debunking a little Mm -hmm. and then tie back to the things that do help or are you know aligned with this statement theory question whatever it may be so the very first thing that I wrote down um when I started brainstorming on this topic and I was thinking of one particular person hi Allie shout out Allie um but meant this happens with many people it's often those exact same people that are asking me the question like oh my gosh how do you do all of that that I'm like taking weeks to respond to or hanging out with only every three months. And that right there is like proof that I am not doing it all. Because while I may be doing a lot of things in my like professional life, it's often the result of me lacking somewhere else. Okay, that's a good example because, or thing to point out, because I was thinking the same thing. So, There are areas where I feel like I'm, I would even say like thriving. There's areas where I feel like really good. But then I was also reflecting there's all these different parts of ourselves, right? So like social, emotional, professional, personal, um, spiritual, financial, like all these things, right? Or parts of us. Um, And... The whole idea that every single area is exactly where you want it to be or an is not a thing. Or an equal, yeah, it's not a thing. So although many areas of my life are where I want them to be, like I can think of a couple areas where I'm like, holy wow, like I have some work to do there. Like financial, spiritual, like there's things that like have taken a backseat and this leads me to another thought, but kind of taken a backseat to other areas and so that whole idea which we've talked about before that even if many areas are feeling great and look great and are truly great look great and some really even are like at a depth they really are good um but not all areas so there are some like I mentioned for me like financial or spiritual or what you know some of those other areas that like I do need to dig deeper and do some work in but in order to do that maybe one of the other areas that is strong right now needs to be put down so I also dove into that 
this idea of seasons yep. and the idea we've talked about in other episodes, like there's glass balls and plastic balls and some you set down so you can keep others in balance or the idea of putting things on a front burner or the back burner. Yeah. So just that um, constant evaluation of that and what you're paying attention to and what you're giving the most energy and resources to at the time mm-hmm. um, because not everything can matter at 100%. And Maddie and I talked, I, I then wrote, go for the C, but we've laughed because neither one of us would actually be okay with the C. So we've landed on our new statement being, we're going to go for a B, yes. um, and that we can both live with. <laughs> it's, as you were talking, I was thinking of when you and I decided to take on this podcast, I kind of had one of those moments subconsciously where I was just a couple months out from finishing finishing my certification with intuitive eating um, counseling. And so I really, really was like gung-ho on starting coaching on the side, like one-on-one, which is challenging just to build that clientele and it involves social media, which is a whole different story for me. Um, but I did like have to make that decision that that was going to be my plastic ball for the time being and set it down so that I could focus on school and focus on the podcast. And so it's definitely not like an easy decision ever, probably, but it's definitely necessary because I know if I was trying to do that on top of this and having just began school, like I probably wouldn't be doing so hot in school. I'd maybe like partially be showing up here in our conversations And then it's like, who knows what type of coaching I would have even been giving at that point. Right. And I think, I don't remember what episode we talked about that in, but that whole concept of like, in order to give to one thing, you can't. Like you can't give 100% because life is not just one area. So even if you gave 100% to one area, like there's still other parts of you that can't be at zero, right? Mm -hmm. So kind of finding that um, is tricky. But when you do put a ball down per se, right? Because arguably there are some balls that can't be put down. I can't like put down the ball of being a mom. Yeah, I was about to say. Like I can't put down the ball of like having a job. Like, we have to pay bills, right? So there's some things that, like, you have less agency, right, over that. However, in the realm of being a mom, maybe my expectations of myself as a mom can shift, right? So we've talked before about, like, being able to feed the kids, like, a hot three-course meal with all organic, gluten-free, like, I where I make them a fresh salad every day. And when they come home from school, there's fresh cut veggie. Like I can't do that given my current situation. Or if I were to do that, I couldn't be showing up then hop on a podcast or I couldn't then get them to dance on time or whatever. So like to, there are areas where you have to adjust your expectations. And maybe that means like during the week we can't do that. So then on the weekend, I, do do that, right? So just kind of evaluating areas that can give and take um, to allow you space, right, for other things that you're interested in. And going back just to the idea of seasons, because you were talking about food, and it makes me think I was 
I mean, I had some issues also, but I used to be really great at like meal prepping every single Sunday. And I don't do that as like, I still always prep my meals, but it's not like to the same extent that I once did. But that doesn't mean I can never get back to a place where I'm doing that. It's just like, I was able to recognize that that wasn't, I didn't have the time for it, nor was I like it helping me mentally the best. Mm -hmm. So you decided to put like your mental health or the time that you were spending doing that, like you could still spend some time, but the rest of the time might allow you to be at your mom's lake house longer or might allow you to read a book for fun or whatever else that may be. And the craziest, most unexpected part is that like, I'm fine. Like every single day I still have lunch, even if it's just packing up what was there, like what we had for dinner the day before. I think that's like the biggest myth holding this all up is that if we don't do it all, something catastrophic is going to happen. And in many areas of my life where I've let some things go, going back to that episode, like I'm okay, even though like that was my biggest fear starting off with. Yeah, I I have two two many more than two but one of the things that came up almost right away that I think for me has been um the biggest shift in my life and again we've talked about this but in the last couple of years is that kind of cliche saying of like you cannot give from an empty cup and the idea of not just self-care like doing things to take care of yourself but like unapologetically taking care of yourself. So not necessarily like me asking Sean for permission to go do X, Y, Z, but rather saying I'm going to take a bath right now and I'm not going to be available for you or the kids for the next 30 minutes because that's what I need to do. Mm -hmm. Or um, I'm, I know that social time like um, energizes me or fills my cup so I'm gonna go to dinner with a friend one night this week or whatever that may be and again we've talked about that in the self-care episode you have to be able to identify that what that is but once you're able to identify things that do fill your cup and feed you um doing that without apology like you don't have to feel bad or feel guilty about taking care of yourself and how do I do it all or how do I do it all for other people or show up for other people? It's because I take care of myself. I'm still needing to learn that component for sure. And that doesn't come naturally. I think for many people it doesn't. And I wouldn't even say that like, even after years of work on this, that that's my default necessarily, but it's becoming my default, which is exciting because that's also telling us like, we can kind of retrain our brains or even what is intuitive to us to like in favor of ourselves. Right. It's making me think of my stepsister who recently moved away to a new state and we have a lot of similarities and I was talking to her just like how things are going and she was like, this is like the absolute best thing I could have done for myself because for the very first time she's just focusing on just her because she's moved where like we don't have any family there um and I like I can't help but think of what that would be like for me because I know if I'm not doing something like professionally 
or working out, like I'm almost always with my family. And while I love that so much, part of it is almost like a pressure I put on myself that I need to spend every possible second with them. But then it's very, very rare that it's like just Cam and I hanging out or like I don't know when I ever do anything like just me. So it just makes me think of that scenario of how like she's kind of fell into it on accident, but she's getting to do exactly what you're saying with like unapologetically looking after just herself. Yeah, I think that moving away and not that you have to move away in order to discover this, but like that's the time when it happened for me too is when we moved. And I obviously said like the family, I couldn't do everything for myself, but um, things started to shift when we did that, when we moved further away. And that doesn't minimize at all, like missing or also desiring to be around your people. We've talked about that a hundred times, but there is definitely, definitely growth opportunity in that discomfort, which we've also now posted as well. But yeah, that's huge. That whole idea of self-care and like, I can't do it all for myself or for other people without putting myself first. Right. Like I wouldn't be able to do all these things at all. Right. Just on like the general topic, how, I guess this is a bit more on like the debunking side, but when do you notice or like how can you become aware that like, oh, I'm actually doing too much right now? Do you have like certain like patterns that show up to indicate that? Mm-hmm. A uh, little bit. I, yes. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about a topic, but it's going to link to that. I promise. So I think for me, another big word that kept flashing was this idea of alignment, okay. which we've talked about a lot and getting real clear on what our values are. Right. So that also played into the thought distortions of They're um, all coming together. Literally, I get to do something, not I have to do something. Or if if something's in alignment, I get to do it, not I have to do it. Or um, leaning into what's energy giving. So again, coming back to that original question in our very, very, very first episode is, is this energy giving or energy draining? And if it's energy draining giving yourself permission to remove that thing or walk away mm -hmm. from what's not in alignment. Right. So coming back to how do I know it's if I'm starting to feel uh, not, I mean, excited is sometimes a word I still feel when I go to do some of these things. But um, if I know that every time I do X, Y, Z, I'm more tired afterwards. Yeah. Mentally and emotionally, not necessarily, I mean, physically, yes, we do a lot of things, we get tired, that makes sense. But like, if I'm mentally and emotionally drained, as a pattern, right, like every time I go to do this thing, I'm like, ugh, I have to, have I wrote to this down too, like when things do X, Y, Z to feel like a chore, this is probably yes. a good indicator that you either need to step away or just take a break. Like, it doesn't mean it has to be over. Right, and that can be a time where you evaluate, is this a plastic ball I set down or is, is this a ball I just get rid of? And just because it's in your hand now doesn't mean it has to be in your rotation forever, right? Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so I think for me, it's literally coming back to those first questions of like energy giving, energy draining, um, which again, tied then to is this in alignment of my values and what are the thoughts that follow? Like I get to where I have to. Yeah. Just aligning with the whole like, is this energy giving or draining? Um, I guess this is just like rephrasing it, but I think it's important that we're evaluating like how this is feeding back into your life because I think I struggle with that a lot is just feeling like I need to do any and everything but a lot of times it's like what even is the outcome for me and not that everything needs to be a means to an end but I think it's important that that's like a consideration as well Mm -hmm. but how do we know the difference between when to walk away and when to just get help This, uh, this like, topic is hard for me because I know it's something I also need to work on. Do you have an answer to that? I did, but I wanted to hear what yours is. I, and when I say recent, I mean, like, the last month. Okay. Literally recent, okay? I imagine this. am not someone who asks for help easily. I can do it all and oftentimes do and literally can. I can do a lot of things. But at what cost? Yeah. And oftentimes that's showing up as like irritability or anxiousness or mental, emotional, and literally physical like exhaustion, right? So I dove a little bit into this idea of help and there's two pieces of this. So like being, I was going to say humble enough to ask for help, which I do think is a part of it, but aware, like I'm aware enough that like this is a situation where I may not need it in the sense that like I wouldn't be able to do it without them. Mm-hmm. But, like, a part of me needs it in order to be well. Yeah. And so an awareness of when, when I need to ask for help. But even if I ask for help, I need to allow them to help. We've talked about this before. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And and that's let go of it being your right way. Like, they might do it a different way. <laughs> But also, like, there are times when, like, I don't necessarily recognize or ask for help. I'm just mostly thinking about Sean in this scenario. Like, I'm not necessarily, like, asking or recognizing myself. Because I'm not there yet. Like, I'm still working on that. But There are times when he's been more aware. Maybe not more aware. (laughs) Maybe less scared to act on that awareness. Mm Because I'm accepting it more, right? Um, I think for a long time I'd conditioned him to not always ask or offer because I wouldn't accept it. Yep. Like, I'll just do it anyway. And then I'd get more mad if he tried to do it anyway. Like, it's that. So, allowing others to help. So, like, my example is I was always the one to, like, pack the kids' lunches. Uh-huh. And so I would pack them the night before. And it's usually, like, either right when we go home from school, like, they bring their lunch boxes from 
today. We would empty them and I would just, and I would just redo them right away, right? Or like while I'm just cooking dinner, I'm like in the fridge, in the kitchen anyway, and I'm putting things in the lunchbox, right? So um, for the last like couple weeks, Sean's been doing it. And the, I did find myself, I will admit, the first like week, I was like double checking because I was like, he doesn't know which kind of gogurt. <laughs> Like, each kid likes a different kind of go-gurt. So I wanted to make sure, like, the right color was in the packs or, like, the right kind of chips. Or, like, this kid likes this flavor and this kid won't eat that. So I usually replace it with this. And I was, like, very much <laughs> double-checking. Yeah. And um, I would venture to say correcting his wrong way of doing it. Yep. For, like, the first week or so. <laughs> and then... I just, I, I stopped. I was like, okay, they're in the fridge. Cool. And guess what? Like the not kids even have eaten... allowing yourself the opportunity. Cause I know. Oh like, no, I don't even open them now. My head where like, I would yeah. have to just like, like, just don't look. Like I don't me. look. So now like he puts them in the fridge for tomorrow and I don't open them up because I know myself. I wouldn't be able to stop myself. <laughs> so I just don't. And guess what? The kids have eaten lunch every day. Going back like they're to not starving. That it, everything's gonna be okay. It's fine, right? So, like, not only asking for help, not only like letting go of it being your way, but like allowing others to help. Like in that situation, like he wanted to do more. I wasn't letting him. Mm-hmm. This is the hardest piece for me, probably. Ooh. I don't know. This last like month, Sean's been going around the house. I think because I've been letting him, in theory, right? I'm saying that in quotations. Mm-hmm. Or I've opened up to allowing it more. That he is walking on cloud nine. It, like every single day, he's like, "I am crushing it." Aww. Literally, he <laughs> says that almost every day. Like, I'm crushing it lately. I'm like, "You really are, babe." Like, and we both feel better because yep. I'm doing things, and so is he. I'm less stressed. He feels good. Like, it's a win, 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 win. I just had to let go. And for a long time, I think, I was like, God damn it, he won't help me. It wasn't that he won't. I wouldn't let him. Like, there's a big difference in that. And so how do I do it all? I will say, like, a big piece of that is having, and not everyone has this, and I do understand that, like, but having, like, a supportive partner, but even if it's not a partner, like, allowing your mom or your aunt or your grandma or a friend to bring you dinner one night yeah. or allowing them to pick up the kids so you can go to book club or whatever it is. Like a- allowing people into your world, which requires some letting go, but also opens you up to other possibilities. Yeah. And I, a big piece in all of that I feel is also just like boundaries because maybe you don't have that direct help like within your household or something. But it's like the ability to say no to other tasks and things. And I'm just having this thought pop into my head. But a lot of times, I guess going back to that like family piece, I struggle to say no when I have the opportunity or offer to like hang out or go to this event. And not just with family, but like friends as well. And I'm like trying to get to a place where I know it's like okay just to say like no. And not having to over explain myself on why it's a no. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard. And I think this ties so deeply to everything in our intro is like 
type A perfectionist, the illusion of perfection, a little of, (laughs) yep, we're a little bit controlling, a lot bit controlling, Um, but also, also have a deep desire for growth and growth in a way that doesn't necessarily mean more. Like I want to grow in my ability to let go of things. I want to grow in my ability of less is more. Yep. Um, so growth for me is not equivalent to more or bigger or better necessarily. Like growth for me is moving towards things that are in more alignment, that intentionality, and not having to go, 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 do, do, do. And maybe that's like a big piece of like even us doing this episode because I'm sure there are some people that like love being under that facade of like, yeah, I do do it all and carrying this like illusion. But I think for both of us, it's like just trying to preach that that's not like actually the case. And oftentimes there's a lot of detriment to living that lifestyle. Like to everybody else, it might seem that way. But in reality, there's probably a lot going on for people like us yeah and I think that's important to note that like just the list of I can speak for myself like the list of what I said I do or am involved in it is a lot and it is period period I don't know that people I see and maybe they do but like how much I am able to do that because I've said no to other things. Yeah. And I can do that because I do a lot for myself. Like I go to bed at like nine every night. So, so I can wake up early to have me time. Yeah. Both of those things are for me. I could be staying up late to get more done or do this or like whatever. Um, I am like my daughter's friend's mom like brings them to dance. I go, I bring her home, but like some moms, which is totally fine and I get it, like feel the need to like not only bring their kid to the practice or the perform whatever, but to stay the whole time and watch them through the window or watch their practice. And I had said we do do that at football because we drive and it is a social need met as well. But like I don't stay at dance. Like I drop her off, I come home, I get stuff done, then I pick her up. Like, and so that doesn't make me a bad mom, right? And that's a story I could tell myself. Like, all these other moms are there. They must care more. They're better than me. And maybe for a while I did. Um, but I know that I'm a better mom for Lucy when I get home and I do things for me so I can show up for her when she does get home. Like, really leaning into your own story as opposed to, like, expectations set by other people and just knowing that like everybody's in their own head just the same like some of those moms that are maybe staying at dance or looking at you of like knowing like say you're going home to work or something like wow I wish I was so dedicated to go do this like the grass is greener for literally everybody yeah and it's all about those damn stories we've talked about so much like I think another piece and even like the dance example is one of these things for me. I talk all the time about the importance of routines. 
And so many of these things I do, it's like, I know on Monday night I do, right? Or I wake up and I do this, 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 and this. I go to work. I pick them up at this time. We go to this thing. And the importance of that for me is not just how much it allows me to accomplish, which is part of it. Let's be honest. It is part of it. (laughs) Um, But it's also because it removes so much of the mental load and decision fatigue from my life. So like Mm -hmm. at work, I'm making decisions all day long. Or if I'm at home and we're trying to make some, like making decisions all day long, like you always have to be on, 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 on. When there are things that I know are good for me, I don't want to have to think about it. Yep. I don't want to have to decide, right, if I'm going to whatever. So I think the importance of routines for me is not because it allows me to do more. I mean, I just said that is part of it. It does allow me to do more, having routines and structure, but also because it allows me to remove some mental load and decision fatigue. Absolutely. And then you're saying, like, I feel like now we're kind of shifting into, like, the upside, if you will, of doing Mm -hmm. it all. Because I also am somebody that's, like, huge with scheduling, and I know that I overdo it sometimes. Um, But it is that, like, if I was not planning in advance that way, I wouldn't even close to get done what I do do. And a lot of that is, again, just coming back to, like, that ability to think ahead and schedule. But also in saying that, I I sometimes get too rigid with it where I need to be more flexible on, like, okay, I scheduled this in, but something's come up and it's okay if I need to let that go. Yeah. What are other things that – so we you, you use like your routines and your scheduling. Are there other things that, if we're looking at the upside of things, allow you to, quote, unquote, do it all? Yeah, I think I've touched on a few. Like allowing help, yep. unapolog- unapologetic self-care, living in alignment, understanding the front and back burner concept – and then another episode, work-life balance, like being able to not turn off because that's not reality, but to be able to walk away or say it'll be there tomorrow, um, both personally and professionally, right? I don't have to get my home to-do list done every night, like it'll be there tomorrow. So those are probably like the top, I don't know how many things I've just said, five or six, that do play a huge role for me in this. Right. I know in like even the ways that I was considering how I'm able to accomplish what I do as being like the benefits, I also was able to recognize that each of those things also could have a drawback, such as the scheduling, like I just said. Like that does help me get a lot done, but sometimes it's just like I'm putting too much on my plate or I'm being too rigid And so it all, like, with every single episode just comes back to, like, trying to find that middle ground. Not that there's any one specific area, but just finding, like, an overall general balance for that specific time in my life. And it's going to fluctuate. Okay. What you just said jogged my memory from said brain fart. (laughs) I, this whole concept of intentionality... So when I'm putting things on the schedule or when I'm determining or establishing a routine 
or when I'm deciding what can wait till tomorrow, but what does really need to get done today. When I'm asking for help, when I'm doing self-care, when I'm considering my values, all of that requires intentionality. Meaning like you're clear on the reasoning for this Correct. Decision. I'm clear. Yeah. Or I'm not just like blindly going with the flow, which is requ- nice sometimes too, but I'm Scary. like thinking about, is this still serving me? Like asking myself that question. Is this energy draining or energy giving? I'm being intentional about my time, my resources, um, my energy level, right? Um, my emotional bandwidth, like sometimes going into certain situations, like it's going to require too much emotionally and I don't have much left to give today because all these other things came up. So the idea of active awareness, there it is, um, which requires you to tune into yourself and then be intentional on what you do with said thoughts or feelings. So the overall thought and message here is just that although we and other people do a lot, it's kind of a facade in ways and nobody's like doing things just right. But there's also like systems that you can schedule in to do more, just not too much. Yeah. I just, it ties to like every other episode for me like we're able to show up and do these things because of work-life balance because of self-care because of our values because of being aware of our thought distortions or the stories we're telling ourselves because we're leaning into friendships or relationships that serve us and all those pieces right like it I think when people say how do you do it all like It's also because we've done reflection and work and active awareness and constant reevaluation of all the things we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Right. I know there's definitely a time where like I would not be able to keep up with what I do now, but it's just skill. Exactly like you've said. And I don't always get it right. And that's okay too. I'll continue to learn. Yeah. We all have our areas that we definitely need. Or it takes more effort, right? For some of us, that effort is doing less. Mm-hmm. Some of us, that's our social needs. Some of us, that's our need to please others all the time and can't say no. Like, we all have different things that we could pinpoint. And like we've said before, you can't pinpoint eight things and think they're all going to get better at once. So working on one or two at a time Um just probably a good place to start definitely because you too can do it all if you are deciding what that it is yeah that it doesn't have to be everything yeah i was gonna say and understanding that it's not actually all it's what you're deciding it is it's what you want to be in that all bucket for you yes that's it that is it so we're not the best at everything and we don't do it all but what we do do, we attempt to do with intentionality. That's, That's it. Correct. All right. Ta-da. I don't know what we're talking about next. Have we come up with it? 
Yes, I know. And okay. we have another guest coming next so, time. So. And now I'm remembering. So we will see you then, and it's going to be a surprise on that It's topic. juicy. It's a <laughs> juicy one. Be ready. All right. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye.